cool. I'm going to start the music right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! I didn't mean to burp. Oh, can't hey. do that. We get troubles. We get a lot of trouble for the burps. We get censored. All right. So uh, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly uh, music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. We get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week, and then we finish it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Uh, give us five stars on those apps, please. That'd be awesome. Please, please go do that. Uh, you know all the social media at Asinine Radio. We have a phone number you can call. Uh, you could leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And the last thing here, we do have a Discord server. So if you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And uh, talk shit like uh, everyone else does in the, in the Discord. So... <laughs> <sighs> That's it for the boring intros. Let's uh, let's just jump right into our fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. Oh, I pick it up. Pick it up. I have the. Uh, I I didn't. I forgot to go, and I don't. I didn't have anything. So I have uh, fresh squeeze IPA from Duchetti's Brewery. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know. There you go. It's it's good. It's classic. It's uh, it's good stuff. It's pretty pretty good. Is it the is it the hazy one or is it just the fresh the regular? No, fresh no, it's just a regular. I don't. This is much better than the hazy. Even though the hazy's not a bad beer, I, I should do like Duchetti's Fresh Squeeze Hazy IPA. The hazy is delicious. It's um, it it's delicious. good. It's good. It's one of the best beers ever. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, so what's the ABV on that one? Six. Point no six point four sixty IBUs and six point four is the ABV. Um, yeah, this is this is better than Mirror Pond. And I will say it now, uh, and I will say it again. This is this beer is better than Mirror Pond, and I don't really like um, IPAs all that much anymore. But this yeah. is better than Mirror Pond. I've fallen I've fallen out of out of out of love with Mirror Pond in the past you know five five years five years six years. Well, See, I don't, th- I don't. I think it's because you don't have it enough. That's what it is. That's really what it is. You just have not had it enough. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll go out and get a mirror pond, and then uh, maybe I'll do mirror pond next week. Let's do mirror pond you next should. week. Let's do it. Let, let's do uh, let's do a taste test. A mirror pond and fresh fresh squeeze. Yeah. No, that's I have one more fresh squeeze, and these are freshies. This is um. No, actually, it's not a freshie. This is from November, so. <laughs> it's not that freshie. It's not that old not though. That yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you got from you got something from the shoots. I got one from a, a local brewery here, which we talked about a lot. It's a, from Brewery X, because goddamn, they have so many beers and they put out so much beer every month. It seems uh, this one is called Citra Loves Nelson. It is an IPA. I am fucking gassy right now. Mm-hmm. Can't stop burping. Uh, yeah, this is an IPA, like I said, and. Uh, I just I tend to like Brewery X beers. I think they put out solid stuff, not just IPAs, but they have good pilsies, uh, some good laggers, everything like that. So that's good. 
And uh, this is 7%. ABV, it pours out a nice gold. Very, uh, very nice. No floaties, a nice amount of, uh, you know, um, bubbles and everything like that. So I'm pretty stoked on it. Ooh, it smells good, too. It smells good. All right. You ready to ready to start drinking? I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, I looked up um, reviews. Um, our boy Raul did right, leave one. Did we, did we do the reviews after or before? Well, let's do the reviews after. We usually okay. do them after. Okay, I don't, cause I don't right. know. I have a new computer now, so I'm looking at reviews. Lightning fast. This is, this is all. This is all new for you. This is all yeah, new. Yeah, we're, we're we're venturing out. We're like a, I don't know, like the Starship Enterprise here, going out and exploring the unknown. Exactly. I, are you are you being a monster and drinking it straight out of the can? No, I pour. I actually poured it into my piranha. I, I got a piranha pale ale, BJ's glass. That's what it's in. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so let's uh, let's start this. All right. Yep, there it is. Well, yeah, there that one is too. So what do you so what do you got on your fresh squeeze? So like on the can itself is as freshest within four months. So I'm goddamn near just about that four month period here. Actually I'm past four months. This is November tenth. So this is now disgusting. Um <laughs> No, but it's delicious. I, I honestly think like like you, you put this you put this next to somebody a friend of the pot and Mike swears by this, but I think if you gave him like a two month old beer and one that just brewed, I don't think you tell the difference. I no, don't think so. No. No. We even tried. Remember we even tried to do that taste test thing mm-hmm. a couple years ago and it just you really couldn't tell the difference. No. No. It was not silly at all. boy talk. Of course. But this is good. This is good. This is a good IPA. It's got a little like um like a little like citrus to it. Not 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 a lot. It's not trying to be like a haze, but it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. This yeah. is uh this is really good. Good old Duchettes. They make nothing but good stuffs. That's true. They have just great fucking beer. Great brewery. So uh, with that, we do have our world-famous rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your fresh squeeze? Um, this is a 2.5. 2.5. Okay. Yeah. It should be a three, but that's okay. No. We'll I, work on that. We'll work on that. This is a 2.5 because this is really, really good. But I mean, there's nothing in here that is that is like mind blowing to me. There's nothing in here that is reinventing the wheel. It's just really good. And two point five, that's a really good score. God, so boring, so yeah, boring. Well, calls him the season. That's all I can do. <laughs> all right, my uh, my sister loves Nelson. This is just a really good. I guess the only way I could kind of describe it is like a traditional IPA. It has it has the pine cone taste. It's hoppy. It's uh, it's. It's just really good. It's not overpowering. It's not like oh, it's not really malty at all. It's just it's just a very f- well made IPA. It's not citrusy. It's not hazy at all. It's it's solid. This is a solid solid IPA. I'm digging this one. I would What's definitely try it again. Citra loves Nelson. I kind of got it for the label on the can. It's kind of a play on the um. What's that book when we were kids? I don't know if it was a Shell Silverstein. No, it was a Shell Silverstein. Uh. You know what I'm talking about? You know what book I'm talking about? I was thinking like The Simpsons when they were doing like the Lisa likes Nelson, Millhouse likes Lisa. And it kept going that's probably over the, and over. That's probably the play on the name, but the actual picture itself looks like it's from that. Dude, there was some book when we were kids from the 90s. Might have been like Dr. Seuss or something that had the same, a similar kind of cover. All right, here we go. I'm looking it up. You looking? All right. You're drowning. I'm going to throw, throw you after. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking Citra finally. loves Nelson. Nelson. Uh, and, you know, okay, so with that, all that being said, while you're looking this up, 
uh, I'm gonna have to give this. Uh, I'm gonna have to give this beer a two point five out of three as well. It's not perfect, but it is. Uh, it's damn tasty, and I would definitely go back to it. And uh, and I don't normally go back to like just straight up IPAs like this. I like my hazes. I'm I'm a haze bro. So, were you able to find it? Yeah. So, um, one, I think that's from the Giving Tree. That's was, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Idiot. Um, and two, Freaking asshole. <laughs> on <laughs> on Untapped, the second picture somebody posted them drinking it. I don't know where it is, but damn, it looks like a nice bar. <laughs> on Untapped. Yeah, on Untapped, some Tim M posted it somewhere, and the, like the second picture under photos is like a. Looks like near the beach. You can see the ocean in the very background. Nice craft brew. And then there's a glass. It looks like a really, really nice bar. But yeah, it's Citra. Up on, it's not even showing up on Untapped. Citra Loves Nelson. Yeah, here it is right here. Brewery X, IPA, American, 7%. Yeah, but there's no pictures. That's what I'm... Oh, no. Oh, I didn't Fan know. Fan submitted photos. Idiot. Oh, Idiot. okay. Do you okay. see the second Fan one? Submit. I do. I do. Is that a nice looking bar? It is. It looks like it could be a. Um, looks like it's all about the river, like in Laughlin. That's what that reminds me of. That no, because I could see the I could see the uh, the station, the lifeguard station in, the, in there. No, but it looks like it could be at um, what's the, what's the Trader Joe's? Oh, not Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. Um, it actually looks like it looks like a Whole Foods. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. No, but yeah, that that's that's the Giving Tree. So. Yeah, the Giving you Tree. Obviously you obviously don't. Uh, which is which has become a problematic um, book, I guess, in recent times. Has it really? Yeah, something about like like I don't know the kid asking too much from for the tree or something, and, and the tree shouldn't have to be expected to to give this lazy kid everything, and and I don't know something like that. I don't even remember what the book was about. Oh, it was about this kid that loved this tree. He's like trees are dope, and then the the tree would be like, <laughs> oh hey little kid, swing on my branches because I'm a dope tree, and the kid would like swing on the branches, and the kid got older. And he's like, yeah, like I, I'm, I want to get married and like build a house. And the tree was like, yeah, dude, just I don't know, cut my, cut my branches off, build a house. And so then that's what he did. And then like he comes back and he's like, I want to have a kid. And he's like, oh, just chop me down and build a crib with my wood, kid. And so he did. (laughs) And then like his whole life has passed by. And then the the kid comes back later on, and the tree's just a stump now. And and the tree's like. Sorry, kid. I have nothing else to give you. And the tree's like, I just want some place to sit down. I'm tired because he's an old guy now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the I tree's like, bro, I got a stump. Sit down. Take a seat. That's that's what the book is. It's cute. It is adorable. Adorable story. It's it's a, it's a nice story of like you know like homies helping homies. It's one sided, but you know it's it's fine. But it's become it's 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 come under fire. It's come under fire. Let's just say that. Of course it has. Of course, of course. Of bit course. of curls, bit of curls. This is curious. Uh, but that that picture that you saw actually like dove deeper into it, and it's from a, it's a restaurant in Huntington Beach called uh, the American Dream. It's a burger place. So that's what it is. Oh yeah, not if you a, click on the foods. American Dream. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I thought he was just. So, yeah. he, I thought he was captioning his picture, the American Dream. <laughs> oh, it looks like a friend of the pod, Mike. Has been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been there in. He went there in 2017 several times, more than just once. And uh, I got no invite. I got no invite. That's and you were living here too, and you didn't get an invite. I think uh, you were living here still, right? 2017. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna comment on on this little post right here. <laughs> Good. All right. So while while uh, while we troll our friend. <laughs> um, uh, our boy Raul, he did leave a comment on mine. I think he left one on yours as well, right? He did. Okay, so read yours first because, you know, you always go first because it's your pod. Okay. Um, 
So he rated this four out of five, and he says Raul loves something that's that screams at him, like when he first met his baby mama, and she was wearing a Narcisco, but I think he meant to say Narcisco Rodriguez pencil skirt. Wooey, oh like wowie zowie, like my baby mama when I first met her. A name like Fresh Squeeze does nothing but <laughs> scream at Raul, like a bar Raffaelli cover spread. This bad sucker was speaking to Raul, juicy, delectable, spunky. And just playing good. No juice is necessary, my children. Just grab a bottle opener, a ticu, and pour the damn thing and savor it. That was a ticu. What? A ticu? I don't know what that is. Ticu. <laughs> <laughs> when, when was that uh, When was that posted? This guy is, is... Oh, this was... um. Where do you see that? Oh, thir- oh, wow. 2013. Oh, that was a long ass time ago. I didn't even know that beer was that old. It looks like a ticu is like a, a, a glass. It looks like a wine glass, kind of. But it's not as, as, as curvy. It's more... But mm. uh, yeah, it's so it's like one of because Mike has all these fancy glasses at his house, so it's probably something Mike has at his house. Yeah, because he's a fancy boy. But he's 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 like well read here. Like I know who Narcisco Rodriguez is because he's like a fashion designer, and then okay. but I don't know who Bar Raffaelli is, and then I didn't <laughs> know what a techie was. So damn, Raul Raul uh, Raul's out there. He's putting himself out there. I like it. I like it. I like it too. So what did he end up giving it? Like a three point three out of five or something? Or it was what? a four out of five, like I said before I started. That's fine. Oh, I, I okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. I I didn't hear you. Yeah, you were listening. Hear you. That's fine. Yeah, I wasn't. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So Raul did leave one for my beer as well. The Citra loves Nelson. Uh, he posted this February fifth, twenty twenty one. So a little over a year ago, he gave it a three point seven five out of five, and uh, his his review reads: Remember when you were twelve and your mama made you a run-of-the-mill grilled cheese, that's this beer. Straight up just one that satisfies you without hitting you over the head until you see stars. Nothing crazy. Not like Carmen Electra in a two-piece in the 90s. Just an okay beer. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, did he end with yep? <laughs> yep. That's an exclamation point. <laughs> He's Hank Hill over here drinking beer in the alley. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old Raul. Never disappoints. Oh, man. He's the best. He's, He's the, the best. best beer reviewer ever. Cannot beat him. And we've been reading his reviews for years now. It's great. Yeah, it's true. Love it. He should, uh, should be thanking us. I mean, he even reached out to us. Remember that? He that did. And he did thank us. <laughs> he, left, he sent us a... No, he left us a voicemail. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did call us. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. All right. So that's all I got for my beer. What, do you have anything else? What, what are your backies? Oh, just a lot of lights. Coronas, Coors, Michelobes, Buds, lights. Millers, Michelobes, Ultra, Pickly Pear, Cactus Lime. Okay. Well, I got my typical uh, buddies with me. So. Tipicamente. I got some Heinies, too. I haven't had Heinies in a while, but I do have some Heinies. I like Heine lights. Because they're so boring. It's just too much lager. Too, light much, too beer, much laggers. Man. Heineken is already so light. It's too much skunk. It's I don't so, like it. Oh, dude, I need more skunk. I, if honestly, if they made a skunkier Heineken, I'd be so stoked. You would be stoked because you eat trash. Oh, you're like so you're like a, a raccoon. I'm a fucking possum. Trash. Yeah, possum. I'm a raccoon. I know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's let's move on here to uh, our vinyl stuff. What we picked up this week. What we listened to in our backlog. So uh, what, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Uh, I only have two things because, mm. you know, the, the, the listen to it two times thing, I, I haven't quite got through everything twice. 
I got through a lot of things yeah. once, but I'm not there yet. Not there yet. All so right. um, the only thing really I have here besides my pick of the week is the Grateful Dead with Dwayne Allman live performance. Oh, yes. This was... I listened to that too. That yeah. This was, uh, this, was a boot, this is a bootleg, um, like most of their discography is. Uh, the vast majority of their discography is bootlegs because they're just... They're, they play so many songs. They play so many sets and people just bootleg them. That's fine. No big deal. That's what they're known for. It's, it's good. It's fine. Terrific. But I will say that, uh, you know, like the quality suffers. And this is one that nobody expected. I mean, I guess I'll start from the beginning. This is Grateful Dead featuring Dwayne Allman at Fillmore East circa April 71. This was like sick because Dwayne Allman would die in October, October, November of the same year. So this was just months prior to his death. It's obviously the last time that they played with Dwayne Allman and one of the last like live performances Dwayne kind of did at Fillmore East before he died so suddenly in the car in the motorcycle accident. So there is, I think like quality wise, they're clearly focusing on the grateful dead more than Dwayne Allman because they didn't know he was going to die. Right. Yeah. 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 So it does like hindsight is like, Oh, I wish you guys would have focused more on Dwayne, but they didn't like nobody knew when they were plugging into the, the grateful dead mixing board who to and turn up and you know? stuff. Exactly. How so I don't, you know? I don't fault them. But Dwayne's definitely in the back, and he's only on the first three songs, which is still like 25 minutes. But he, <laughs> he really doesn't come out until the third song, and you can kind of tell like the first two tracks were, were him and Jerry kind of going back and forth and doing their own little thing, playing with each other a little bit, but they don't find their groove until the third track. And then that's when it's just like all hell breaks loose, and they're going back and forth. They're like dueling with each other. One's going high, one's going low, and then like on a pin drop, they switch up completely and then do what the other person was doing, just like an octave lower, and one scaling up, one scaling down. It was just gross how well they played with each other. Nasty yeah. stuff. Nasty, nasty stuff. And you listened to it. You listened to the first disc, at least, and that was mostly Dwayne Allman. And I feel like also the uh, the mix, the mix, the fan mix of it, you know, it's it was very uh, bass and clack, like clickety clack heavy. Like you could hear, you know, you could hear the the clack of the bass strings and just it was very low end heavy. So it kind of drowned out the warmness of those guitar tones because obviously Dwayne Allman especially plays a very warm tone. So it kind of it really drowned out the their dynamic. Yeah, which sucked. But I mean, it was it was really good. And honestly, if I saw this bootleg, I would for sure get it. Oh, like it was good. It was solid. And I don't, I'm not a dead. I'm not a dead fan, really at all. But this is really solid. Very, very minimal singing. A lot of, lot of guitar yeah. noodling. A lot of, uh, a lot of good stuffs. And then, uh, I mean, do you like, I, I really, really like the Almond Brothers, and they had just did their Fillmore show, like their iconic Fillmore show that catapulted them into stardom in March. So this was a month later, and I guess like yeah. Dwayne would always just drop in randomly to artists that were recording in that area around the all the studios around that area. He would just drop in because he was already an accomplished studio musician, having played with like Wilson Pickett, Bo Skaggs, Aretha Franklin. Like he's dropped, I mean, hundreds, like literally hundreds of guitar licks for various people, and he would just drop in on people recording, and they'd pay him like a hundred bucks, and he'd throw down something. And then leave. He would get no credit, nothing. Just collect his hundred bucks, have a good time jamming, and take off, never to be seen again. And that's <laughs> that's crazy. This is what he did. So he has like no really writing credits aside from just maybe like twenty or thirty songs. Like I said, mm-hmm. like like the the big ones, Aretha Franklin, and then uh, Derek and the Dominoes. He played with 
Clapton was actually a big fan of Dwayne Allman before he even invited him to join Derek and the Dominoes. So that was like, that's cool, right? When Clapton yeah, says yeah. that he like you're one of his favorite guitarists. And we're not even Clapton fans, but no, you know, Clapton's huge. Sure, was back then they've always been big. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. But then the fucking the the tracks on the bootleg don't even they're 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 not the tracks that play. Are you so, serious? Yeah. <laughs> Because because I'm, I'm, there's oh, there's great. I think it's side two that's or so side great. three it's com- it's completely wrong so I I because I, I was listening to it and I was like this is not I don't know what it says but I was like this is not this song at all no way no <laughs> and then I looked on Discogs and like everyone's like yeah this is fucking wrong so that's cool how can they really mess it up that bad honestly like for for a band that it, that's that, whose fans are so meticulous with everything that the band does how can that be an oversight. It probably stems from from somebody who recorded this in '71, and then it just sat in their basement, and they just sharpied on top of the tape, just like you know, Grateful Dead with oh, Dwayne '71, okay. and it sat in the basement. Nobody thought about it or whatever, and they probably wrote the track listing or something. You know what I mean? It probably just got lost yeah, in translation yeah, in the past yeah. fifty years because, nah, who knows? But <laughs> it's true. I, it's 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 good. And it's 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 a double LP for some reason. The first LP is colored, and the second one is just black. And the color oh, yeah, doesn't match really the like doesn't match the cover art. It's brown, and the cover art's a lot of like purples and yellows. It's like it's like they ran out of uh, the colored the colored wax. Yeah, like, it's oh, very fuck. very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's very very strange. It's a very bootleggy bootleg. All right, so yeah, that's it. That's what's it, that's what's the next thing here? Uh, the next thing is uh, Mr. Bo Diddley. Diddley, diddley. Man, when did you get this? Mr. Bo Diddley, or as as other people know him, Ellis McDaniel. Um, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. This was um, this was at uh, Aldo's, at Desi's. And mm-hmm. I was going to get it when you were out, but then I put it down and I couldn't find it. And then I forgot about it. And then I started talking about uh, George Thorogood and how the, the, the ride on Josephine which is a Bo Diddley song. And then I was talking about that. And I was like, oh yeah, for that, I forgot about that Bo Diddley album I was going to get at, at Aldo's. And it's just like his 16 biggest songs, just a comp. Because I've never seen his first his first two that I want mm-hmm. on the vinyls. I've never, I've just never seen them. But yeah, this is just a comp, 16 songs. And it's, uh, it's Mr. Bo Diddley. And people know him <laughs> as as one of the originators of like rock and roll. He's, he's in that era of, of yeah. just great transition from blues to rock and roll. Just, I mean, this is before Buddy Holly, before Beatles, before Elvis. He's uh, was he before Chuck Berry? No, he he was right around the same time. That's what I thought. Yeah, but like yeah. as far as like the big names go, I mean, he's a big name, and you know his name. Everybody knows his name, but he's not talked mm-hmm. about as much as as people like Little Richard, Chuck Berry. So, I don't know. I I think he's more fun though, and and the song that I chose is extremely playful and and silly and yeah. stupid and. I've Very never heard it before, and I couldn't even believe that this was it made it onto like his top sixteen album. But the the song's yeah, called "Say weird. Man," and I guess he would write these songs all the time. They would just go into the studio, and he'd have just some guy, one of his friends, one of his boys, just come in, and they just—it's called the dozens. It's like a a word game, and you basically just diss the other person over and over, <laughs> and, and try and like one up each other. And I mean, we, we hear it a lot in like hip hop. And and uh, Wu Tang did it with um, remember like I'm gonna staple your 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 things oh, to yeah, the table yeah. and then tell blood spills out your mouth like that 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 and track. then they all stutter they're like I I'm 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 yeah because they're, yeah, they're trying to like not to <laughs> laugh but then also trying to think of something off the top of their head 
but yeah, I, I guess so I guess Bo Diddley does a lot, and in the studio, or in, uh, one of his quotes was something about how he liked doing this a lot, and the record label liked doing it a lot. But then he said, "But obviously, they cut out all the good, dirty parts." And I was like, "Damn, I wonder what they were saying in there." Oh yeah, this is some taboo stuff in, in the you know late fifties. So I wonder, I wonder how far they took it. That's what I want to hear. Did it, it probably had to. It probably got so like. It probably got so really mean homophobic. and raunchy. Oh yeah, yeah, it probably got so bad, man. <laughs> Shit. But it's just it's it's cool. It's just it's just him and and some other guy and. They, like the other guy just plays the maracas, and then Bo Dilly just lays down this really cool guitar line, and then they just go back and forth. They go at it. Yeah, it was really. I did not expect this at all. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. All right, so I'm gonna. Here's a little bit of a say man from uh, the Bo Diddleys. Say man, what's that boy? your girlfriend. <laughs> what about my girl? But you don't look strong enough to take your message. <laughs> I'm strong enough. I might hurt your feelings. My feelings are already hurt by being here with you. Was that Bo Diddley laughing, or is that the other guy? I can't tell. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, based on the <laughs> the other songs, I think it's him laughing. <laughs> so it makes it even funnier is the laugh. He just he just goofs him. He's laughing. Like a cackle. Him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Oprah? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is um. Th- there's also like talks of how this is. This is. I mean, this is just people. People who like Bo Diddley extending his his legacy, but saying this is like the birth of hip hop, this this back and forth, um, kind of to a beat, a little bit talky, kind of a freestyle. Think like ciphers, like 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 New York um, Park ciphers in like the '90s and stuff, and like Mos Def got to start there. But this, I think that's just mm-hmm. people extending his legacy further than it should be, saying that this yeah, is the birthplace I mean, of hip hop. It makes sense. Nah. The whole kind of skit thing. It's not an outlandish thing to say. I mean, nah, Especially nah, at the time in the nah, 50s. Nah, Come on. Nah, nah. 50s? It's, just, nah. it's kind of funny, though, because it reminds me of a camp song that we did. 
and we did it for many years and it was I, I don't even know what it was called but it was uh you would just make fun of somebody and it was just like during like camper time it was it was lighthearted and goofy and it would it would follow a structure they would be like i know why tyler doesn't wear no socks i was a ding dong so i was called ding dong and it's like i know why tyler doesn't wear no socks and everyone would be like a ding dong and they'd be like i was there when he when he blow torched them off and they go ding dong and then you would say something he threw them at a bear you know up ding dong that's why he poops his underwear and then everyone would go oh <laughs> and it was like when the campers were out that's what that's the kind of stuff we would do and it was funny but then whenever we went to sleep it was just us like counselors then it got like real mean and nasty yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine it just yeah. got so edgy and, and just really gross and then that, that and then like when the aristocrats movie came out that's when that's when me and like there was like me and like two other people that just took it really really far to the point where most <laughs> others weren't comfortable f- finishing or anything <laughs> so that's what it reminded I me can, of. I, yeah, I, love I can this. imagine that <laughs> that's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, so check it All out. Right. Bo Diddley, everybody. Get into it. And uh, okay, it's cool. So uh, I I don't have a lot of y- either. Um, I only have two things, just like you. It's been a short week because we did our boxcar racer episode so late in the week, and just haven't had time. You know, it's been, it's been a week lot too. of Pink Floyd, yeah. a lot of fucking Pink Floyd. So uh, let's start with this one. Uh, well, actually, I, technically, I have three. Let's just say I have three. Uh, let's start with Live Rust from oh Neil my Young. God. I re-listened to this, and uh, I I don't know why you think I hate this. Because you did so hate stupid. it. You sat there. You rolled your eyes. You went to the bathroom like four times. You took your t- no, you didn't I even did. listen to it. You really well, did. it is a double album. It is a double album. Uh, but you can't it's, go forty it's, minutes going to the bathroom. No, it's it's really it's really really good. I you can't really put it for me. You can't really put it as like. You can't rank it within his soul within his actual albums because why it's not? Just, it's a live record. It's like it's like listening to comp in like a top the top fucking albums, his top ten uh, or whatever. So we're not going to rank Uma Goomba in our Floyd rankings. Well, we will. Oh, That's because different. it's it's, it's kind of a live album, so I don't know if we're going to rank that one. It's Are partially we, live. Okay, I'm just going to delete it from my notes, and if we're not going to rank it, because I guess we don't do live albums either. But we, I mean, also we also know Live Rest is not considered. Uh, an official album like Uma Guma is. So, okay, like if, if we're going to talk about Johnny Cash's discography, are we not going to talk about Live at Folsom? Would that just, we would just omit that from our rankings also? Well, like, you, yeah, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put, you wouldn't talk put right Live now. at Folsom. You wouldn't put Live at Folsom or San Quentin. No, it's, you wouldn't. It's, it's, it's completely different because they are, he, him, Johnny Cash, Neil Renner, these are taking the same songs and, and doing something different to them, structuring them I differently, know. sequencing them differently. Live Rust is. Live I Rust really like amazing. I really like Rust Never Sleeps. I do. It's a great album, but Live Rust blows it out of the water. It really it's, does. It's really fantastic. I but I, I Rust Never Sleeps is really good too because it's it's half it's half acoustic pretty much all him and then the other half it comes rip roaring in as a full band. So I wouldn't say I like one more than the other, but I like that they're different. The two live records. Live I Rust think, is solid, man. I I do think Live Rust that the the electric parts come in harder because you get a lot of other acoustic songs it's not because he throws out other bangers that aren't just from rust never sleeps he's throwing out other songs and and playing them like acoustically and then once it finally hits like the electric part i think it comes in harder comes in heavier and that that dude that song that hey hey 
say say what the fuck is it called? Every I can't think of it every single time. The uh, the rock and roll will never die. The one with the Kurt Cobain line. Oh, um, say hey, hey. I know it's hey hey my yeah, my. That's what it's called. Hey hey my my. And then the first part's called Out of the Blue because it's it's bluesy and it's acoustic. And then the second time he does it, it's say hey my my out of the black because it's heavy and gritty and nasty. Same song, different style. <laughs> Amazing. And like his tone, his guitar tone for the live part of it on the heavy part of that song is just so nasty. It's so <laughs> it's so <laughs> distorted and blown yeah, out. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some crazy distorted. Like, yeah, blown out is the best word to use. Not just distorted, but straight up blown out. He turned it up to like 11 and turned like it, that pedal up all the way. It's surprised he didn't blow up his, his speakers. <laughs> and it sounds just beautiful. <laughs> I know. But it's it's crazy because he'll go from that blown out sound and then the next song, it'll be like this this awesome warm crunch sound. The complete like opposite of what he was doing with that blown that round blown out sound. It's just crazy how he, he was just, he was able to seamlessly just transition from from one style i guess to another dude can do whatever he wants at any time and dude he can't he does not he did in the 70s he was untouchable he was fucking untouchable but yeah so i listened to that one re-listened to that one i should say and uh and one that i listened to for the first time this week is neil young's comes a time this is his ninth record came out in uh, october 1978 I actually did have this this a version of this about a month ago. I got it about a month ago, but it was so warped to shit that I ended up just having to get rid of it because yeah, I was, I was it just sounded like garbage. But uh, finally listened to this one in in its entirety. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, yes. it's really fucking good. But and re- reading a little no, I was just reading a little bit more about it. And when he, I guess when he he went and submitted it to the label, they said. Well, this is just like you. Let's add more to it, or let's let I want we want you to add like a full band to it, which he was kind of reluctant to do, but he did, did it, and that's why we got it. We got it the way it was, but it would be cool to hear this, a stripped down version of it. That would have been really cool. And then he had a a girl named Nicolette Larson on who was on it, and dude, once again, the guy sounds amazing with anybody he sings with. Yeah. She it's it's insane. He he does a song with her on one of her albums that's on Live Rust and it's it's amazing. It's like I don't know. She just she's I, I don't know. I, I don't remember it too well. I remember her just being fine like just nothing great about her, nothing bad about her, just solid accompaniment to Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. Every album that I I come across or I've listened to and I kind of read into it, at least from the 70s, every album is like Five out of five, ten out of ten, a yeah. a a plus. Like, <laughs> I have it's not annoying. come across a dud from his seventies stuff. It's like it's impossible for the guy to do wrong. I, yeah, that's. I think I have. I think I've completed all the seventies stuff. Yeah, I have. I have all the seventies records now too, except for the live one, the the other live one. Yeah, but. Uh, oh, yeah. and then and then the soundtrack that he did, um, into the past or something. I had that one and got rid of it. Wasn't that good? It was a live one. It was a it was a soundtrack to like a movie he made and like the oh, movie sucked okay. and the soundtrack wasn't very good. And I think the Stills Young Band too was in the seventies, which is him and and Stephen Stills. Oh, yeah, that was I think that was like seventy four, right? Which was a really good album on Neil Young's half. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Stills, you know, boring in comparison. Which is so, so bizarre because he's just a phenomenal guitar player, but God, the guy is such a boring singer. 
Yeah. So that means the only thing you don't have from the 70s is technically homegrown, right? Oh, yeah. Well, then, technically, you don't have Live in Tuscaloosa. You don't have well, Come Time. Okay. I mean, I have two live records from the 70s. I'm good. I mean, why why get more when I have live rest and rest never sleeps? Like you they're can't, all good. You can't, like, I know, but you can't get better than those two. You just can't do it. You don't even like live rest. I don't. It's fucking terrible. Well, I know you think that. <laughs> but you got to get homegrown now. That's that's your next thing that you have to get. I had so it. Good. You took it. Uh, you know what? I'm taking that Martin Denny. I don't even care anymore. No, hey. That's you better irritating. fucking. You know what's going to happen when I'm out there in two weeks? I'm going to fucking take it. I'm just going to take it. <laughs> Don't take my Martin Denny. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken my records before. I took one before. Denny. One. I've taken zero. You've probably taken some before. I've taken. I've never taken any of yours. I have thought about it, but I haven't. This fucking guy. Right. Anyway, okay. Neil Young. Good with Neil Young right now. Uh, so this last thing here is my song of the week, or my song of the week is on this record, and it's uh, No Doubts, Tragic Kingdom, their third record. The third and I would say, yeah, their best record. Their best record. I will say that. <laughs> why, how is that even? Why did you think about that? <laughs> I mean, the self-titled is Stupid. so good. It's not better than so Tragic good. Kingdom. That's yeah, why I didn't on. say it was better. I didn't say it was. You, you, you hesitated. There should be zero hesitation. That's silly. You're well, being silly right now. You, 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 yeah. you were being a little silly. No. Well, I mean, you should apologize to Gwen and the, the staff for being silly. I would never apologize to Gwen. I know you wouldn't apologize. <laughs> So this came out in October 1995. I mean, everybody knows, no doubt. Everybody knows at least three of the songs off this record. You know, Don't Speak, Don't Speak. Why did I say it like that? Uh, Just a Girl and Sunday Morning. You know, Spiderwebs was big too, but yeah, this is this is a, just an absolute banger, ska, pop, rock. It's, it hits everything that you'd want, and it has all the nostalgia there. It's an amazing record. It's truly, truly amazing. But... No, no, there's no butts. There's no butts, no coconuts. <laughs> no coconuts? There's, no, there's nothing. I, I, it's honestly a perfect record. Well, it's their second perfect record, I guess, in your book. Oh, my God. See, this is why I don't, this is why I don't talk. This is why I don't talk on you the You should podcast. be. There was hesitation. There was hesitation. <laughs> uh, there wasn't. Maybe I was just trying to, you know, get you all Built riled suspense. up. Which worked. It worked. It worked. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Unless we actually broke down this record, because I feel like everybody's already heard it, so they know the gist of it. This all. is my favorite song from this record. Sunday, yeah, yeah. This, this is my favorite. This is, I think this, this is my favorite drum performance from Adrian. Yeah, I, it's just, it's perfect. This it's is an absolutely perfect. perfect song. It is, and the video too. Oh, fantastic! It's love the, the video. It's their best video. It's their best video, for sure. Just hanging out in, in Gwen's backyard in Anaheim and eating spaghetti. So Mom spaghetti. Mom's Paschetti. All right. So I want to play a little bit of uh, Sunday Morning. So here it is from the No Doubts.
There you go, Sunday morning from No Doubt. Bang of a record, perfect record. If you've never heard it, heard this record before, what is wrong with you? And you need to go listen to it right now. Shut this podcast off. Go listen to it. And then come back to the podcast. <laughs> That's what you Who are you? Who are you? So good, man. It's so good. I'm glad I finally have it. And now I just mm-hmm. need to get Beacon Street. Did they have they have we talked about this? Have they even pressed Beacon Street? No. Yeah, I don't think so. So I guess I just need to get the self-titled and I'm good to go. Because I don't really care for... Saturn? Um, yeah. I just don't... Eh, whatever. Would you get that one? Yeah. Really? Kind of like starting up you ex-girlfriend. Whoa. That is and then they got Bathwater that didn't... Is Underneath It All? No, Underneath It All is on Hella Good. Yeah. Right? That's a yeah. really good song, too. That's not a, I, like I've listened to that album in recent years and it's not bad. It's not bad at it all. It isn't? Not at all. I, I think it's, I think like uh, when it first came out, we just wanted more No Doubt and we were kind of in that mindset. And so because yeah. it was so vastly different and so poppy and kind of corny. But looking back on it, it's, it's got some serious grooves to it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to go back and and listen to it. Even the one that they came out with in, I think it was 2015. I got to go back and listen to that one too. Yeah. Give it a a chance. You'll love a chance. Why why haven't we done No Doubt? We haven't done, the last album we did was Tragic Kingdom, but that was like maybe four years ago. We should do Tragic Kingdom again. I'm down. I'm totally down. I'll put it in the notes for, as our to do, on our to do list. Bingo, bango, bongo, baby. Bingo, bango, bongo. Okay, so that's all I got for my vinyls and the songs of the week. You got anything else? That's it. That's all. Okay, so one last thing, because normally we have like our new music and, and shit, uh, but nothing good has come out this week or even worth talking about. So nah. not going to get into that. Uh, but something that we found was interesting or actually very annoying. Tool, the band Tool, uh, they decided to sell their new record, Fear Inoculum, the one that came out in 2019, as like a deluxe, a deluxe five LP set for eight hundred dollars. They're selling this. They're selling this on tour. I guess it's only on tour. On if you go to one of their shows, you could buy it. Even better. But yeah, it's eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars, and um, I don't get it. I, I I don't I don't understand it. I I mean never... it's so clearly a cash grab, but it's just like. It's so egregious. Yeah, it's so it's greedy. It's so greedy and it's just plain rude. Like I've just <laughs> never understood I've never understood like selling autographs. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. Selling selling a record and then at selling it for more than what it's probably worth just because you have autographed. Like an autograph I don't know. It seems like it's something that you would want to meet the person, get the autograph, have a little chat with them, make it a little bit more personable, rather than just pay yeah. for an autograph. It just seems goofy. It seems it's just it's just kind of gross. I don't like it, and I really don't like them selling this at only their shows because if they really wanted to reward the fans that are showing up to their shows and spending money, then this should be like half the price. But like they're gouging the only people that are supporting them monetarily, and that's gross <laughs> and rude. Uh, I know. I, it's terrible. They are terrible it is, people. It's really terrible. And then to make it even worse, I don't know if you saw this, so it's, it's five LPs, and... Uh, so the way they have it set it up, one side of each LP have two song or has two songs, and then the other side of that L- same LP is an etching. So they have so there's yeah, it, it's just so stupid. That's wow. That's it's, it makes it even worse. That's annoying. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. 
That, these yeah, fucking wow. cucks are going to, they eat it up, they're going to buy it, and they're going to love it. And then I can't wait to see what the resale is on these. But nothing's popped up on Discogs yet. There has been a page made, but nobody has put it up for sale yet. It's going to cost you a, the, the, the house down payment. I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> are you kidding? I mean, come on. And then it's like, because I'm looking on, if you look on Discogs right now, somebody has uh, uploaded pictures of the what the LPs look like. And they're just like an ugly, like dark, like not even gold. They're just like a murky brown. <laughs> Mud. <laughs> just, yeah, dude, it's, it's, just, it's just dumb, man. It's just so dumb. I don't know. I mean, we're obviously not Tool fans at all, but this is just beyond silly, silly boy talk. Whoever put this out, like any band, it would that we would be making fun of it as much as we are. This, this is this is gross. This yeah. is a, a gross overstep of 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 how pretentious somebody can be. <laughs> really, it doesn't say how many they press though, which I'm one. surprised at. It's <laughs> <laughs> just one. I'm really curious how many have they they done, and then it doesn't even say like okay, it's it's cut at forty five. It doesn't say anything like that, so it's like you're not even getting like this super high fidelity kind of thing either. Uh, that's silly. That's stupid. Dumb. It's dumb. I'm gonna put it in my collection just to say I have it. Just <laughs> I, I should do it and just see if people, people. read. <laughs> I should do that. Hey, you gonna sell? You wanna sell? You wanna sell? <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's that's all I got. You got anything else on Tool no. or just no. anything god, in general? No. Oh god, no. Yeah, fuck Tool. We got to do Tool again sometime though. Yeah, that'll be fun. We did it once and it was fun. It was fun. That was in the, it was a very old format, but it was we fun because we were battling with two people that were really into Tool, and not that we like. And, and to be fair, like we say, we hate Tool so much, but there's a lot of good things about Tool. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's way more okay things than there are great things about Tool. So it was fun to hear somebody True. gush over Tool while we just be like, "Yeah, that was okay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were we were when we did that, we were more we had more of a rebuttal. It wasn't just like, "Yeah, it was okay." It was like, "Well, this is kind of stupid. This is lame. This is dumb." Yeah, we explained ourselves a little bit better. Sure. You can't listen to that episode. It's not up anymore. It's gone. Bye bye. One day we'll we'll get we'll get. Justin and Kenny on and, and we'll do a tool album again. It'll it'll be fun. Hopefully. I don't know. That's all I got. Um so stay tuned for the main episode. This is kind of a short one, a shorty. Shorty. Yeah, we have a lot to say and uh we have to prep for uh Pink Floyd and the all fifteen of the take records. a minute. Oof, god damn. Alright, so thank you all for listening. Continue to listen to all your friends and family and that's it. That's all. Good job. Good job. Good job.